The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. You are watching Game Time Decisions. I am Gabriel Morenzi. I'm on the grid, but you already know that. You should be on the freaking grid, too. The Raging Redhead Cat Stewart. He's on the grid at Sports Grid. Let's do this thing. Uh, we're into uh, hour two right now of uh, MMA Meltdown. Oh, no, I mean uh, Game Time uh, Decisions. We were draft time decisions before, Cap. Uh, now right. this is just basically an MMA show now. <laughs> Soon it's going to be NASCAR Marathon with Gabe Renzi and Cam Stewart. Yeah, we got NASCAR coming up too. So vroom, vroom. Hey, man, I'll tell you though, Gabe, it was really good. Usually these events, nothing lives up to the hype and everybody was jonesing for something. That's the thing. Everybody and their mother. It's the only game in town, right? Other than horse racing, you got this UFC card, but not just lived up to the hype, like better than the hype. And as I said before, like, I can't stress this enough. I, I'm, I don't want fans to, to even come back for MMA. I like the sounds. I, I want to he- hear it. I want to hear it. Leg kicks are sharp. Man, I, I thought it was fantastic. And uh, this is one sport that you can do this stuff with, right? So, you know, moving forward, I think uh, it's very good news for the UFC and its fans. You know, it's an interesting, um, it's an interesting uh, debate uh, moving forward. I, I actually threw it out there on Twitter on uh, on Saturday night about uh, the fans. I said, uh, I said, man, this card's just not the same without the fans. Kidding. I said, yeah. <laughs> dot, 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 kidding. And, and once again, it was sort of like the Arkansas Derby where it actually never crossed my mind. I know it's different and stuff at a horse race, but like it never crossed my mind when I was watching the Arkansas Derby. Like I didn't never thought, oh, it's too bad there wasn't fans there during the race. I wasn't like, oh, there's not fans in the stands. Like it never crossed my mind before. If you look at, like, what I, – I think football, Cam. Football. Football is the sport where you can say, okay, the fans can have an impact on a game a bit. Yep. They can just out of the sheer – the loudness, right? We see with the false start penalties with the 12th man um, in, in Seattle. We see college football with the Col- band and the shrieking yep. and the screaming when the momentum starts to go. College you know, sports <laughs> is definitely number one. You said it. Like, college yeah. basketball, like, when you're a team – when the wheels fall off on the road, you're that dog, and then you can't score for 10 minutes. College basketball, college football, college sports is number one. I almost think, I, I, I almost think that college sports would be like, um, like the WWE is without fans. It won't, it won't be as good. 
Yeah. I've always said that. Like, college basketball, a lot of games are pretty bad, bro, right? It's not like it's high-level basketball. Yeah. I've always said that. I said, take away the crowd. Take away the uh, Dick Vitale's hype. Take away um, the band. And what do you have? You got a bunch of kids playing bad basketball in a gym. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's now, true. A lot of NBA, shots. NBA is different. Like, NBA players do feed off the crowd. They like they it. Do. Like, there, it's different. Like, NBA is the only sport, guys. Think about it. It's the only sport that they play music during the game. Yeah. Like, there's actually, like, when the, your team gets the ball, like, they they have, like, they'll, they'll play music, and the players like it. The players sort of, it's like a rhythm to them, you know, the crowd noise and, and the music. But basketball would be super cool without fans as well, Cam. You would hear the smack talk, like, big time and stuff. Like, I got to tell you, though. It would be over-the-top cool. People that don't like uh, have problems with ears and like supersonic hearing, like the chalkboard. Think about the squeaks with no fingers. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be super squeak, man. You you better have a guy with a good chamois because I'll tell you those squeaks are gonna Vince, drive our you. Boy in. Vince. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Hire Vince. Hi, the I'm NBA Vince. with COVID-19. I'm the new squeegee guy. Shamwow. Yeah, he's, he's the guy who's spraying the court down. Hey, I got a new job, right. guys. I'm with the hey, NBA. Everybody. Now. I'm out of jail. Look at me. I'm surprised he's not pimp- pimping a coronavirus spray yet. Exactly. I know. He's probably legally warned not to. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> we want to we welcome everybody tuning in uh, right now, all of our affiliates, SB Nation, uh, radio the loudest station in the nation. I am Gabriel Morenzi. We're throwing it down with the raging redhead. Cam Stewart. Uh, UFC was back. UFC uh, 249. Uh, great card, as Cam uh, mentioned. Lived up to the hype. These fighters laid it on the line, man. Almost every one of the fights was just awesome. It, it was a hard. It, it was very hard to follow what Price and Luke did, right? Yeah. Um, it really was, and it was sort of that little lull after, but it picked up again. Just every every fight was competitive too. That, that's one thing I was very impressed about. Like I, I can't be critical of any of the fighters, you know, and even the judging. We talked about the judging being off for Waterson and Esparza, and it was, but. Most of the fights were very tough to judge, actually. I agree. Like, how about that Verdum fight? There there was the parlay buster, bro. Sure was. I didn't that even... Was that was the parlay buster of the night. That sure was. I was I, I'm still pissed about that one, too, because I, I don't know. It was just weird. You know there's always the that one, the and one. it's a big favorite. I, no, I, I, I didn't even want to put it in. I'm like, yeah, that's the problem when you're putting uh. parlays together. And we've been down this road before. Not every, like, minus 300 comes in. Like, we even talked about it. Hardy was due. Yes, put that one in the parlay. The other ones were working, too. I'm just like, God, why did I add that one to the parlay, man? I know. I, I was watching, uh, I was watching uh, with a lovely lady on Saturday night, and she goes, uh, I was, so each fight would start, and she'd go, which guy do you have? Yeah. Uh, I'd be like, I'd be like, white guy, black guy, yeah, yellow exactly. shorts, you know, yeah, yeah. shorts, like whatever. <laughs> so for Verdum, I said, uh, I said, I got the guy in the dark shorts. I said, yeah. the Brazilian guy, not not the Russian. Yeah. I said, the darker guy in the, in the dark shorts. And she she says to me, he looks out of shape. Yeah. <laughs> he actually did look a little like, bit the first thing she, says, she goes, he looks out of shape. Yeah. And you saw his stomach and stuff. I, I was like, yeah. And I said, well, he's 42. Yeah. You know, though, he hadn't fought in like two years, Ken. We talked so much about Dominic Cruz not fighting in a while. It's different for a heavyweight. Oh, he looked heavyweight? slow. You know, he was suspended. He, he got he got nailed for PED. So he got, to, you know, he got popped. <laughs> so he hadn't fought. And if you notice, Cam, he got lit up like a spliff on the back of Snoop Dogg's tour bus in the first round. 
sure like, did. The Russian guy, and the Russian guy doesn't flow like that normally. The Russian guy was pummeling them, pummeling them, shot after shot after shot. And you notice Verdum absorbed the beating, yeah. went to his corner, nearly collapsed of exhaustion. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, God, man, this doesn't look good. Uh-huh. But then he took over after that. Yeah, he did. Down, he started to control the fight. Like, that was an instance. If there was one more uh, round, we would have won the fight. But shoulda, coulda, won. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Game time decisions continues. Get on the grid at Sports Grid. I'm on the grid. And so is the raging redhead, Cam Stewart. I am Gabriel Morenci. We're talking UFC. Uh, we're just a UFC show now, guys. Um, it's only all, all UFC all the time. Errol Hoani will join us tomorrow. <laughs> Kevin Ioli will join us later in the week. Uh, my boy, Errol, actually. We should get Errol on the show. Good guy, uh, Errol. Uh, happy for all of his, uh, his success. You know, Errol Hoani, actually, pretty much the biggest, like, media guy in mixed martial arts now. For sure. Um, used to call me when he was a kid. Makes me feel old. Oh, he used to be on your show. Hey, Gabe, how you doing? Like, <laughs> he was a 13-year-old Expos fan. Amazing. And I was the host <laughs> of the Expos post-game show, and he used to call in. He told hey, me that. I had no idea. It's pretty cool, huh? That is cool. The guy's all that's big. Amazing. He goes, that's why I let you know that, like, I'm a big fan of yours, and uh, you were an influence on me. I was like, wow, great. I nearly cried. I was all dry here. Like, I was like, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> he goes, uh, he goes, you probably don't, I don't remember it, to be honest either. But he goes, I used to call you, like, on your show, like, after Expo games when I was a kid. You're always nice to me and stuff, he said. So, <laughs> too bad you didn't get a finder's fees making a lot of money these days. <laughs> all the people that we, who, who used to be on our shows, they're all, they're all pretty rich right now. It's like, hey, yeah, guys. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, remember, yeah, you're right. Remember, remember us? <laughs> Seems like uh, only Dana White's the only one to make good money in the UFC, but uh, that, that's another. That's that's, that's besides uh, the point. But so we have uh, UFC on Wednesday, guys. That's right, UFC uh, Fight Night 31, uh, whatever the hell it's called. But uh, it's Wednesday night, Jacksonville. Now we got another one again uh, on Saturday. We have NASCAR uh, returning, so we, we better. Um, um, we're gonna head into the pits uh, this week and uh, start to uh, start to break it down. We've got to bring Steve Merrill on this show, actually. Yeah, great. That'd be nice. Yeah, Merrill, Merrill's really, really good uh, with uh, with NASCAR. I look forward to betting on some NASCAR. It was fun uh, betting on some uh, some fighting. So, of course, this is the Monday edition of Game Time Decision. So it's fitting. Let's talk a little dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Uh, Monday Night Football. 
Joe Tessitore and Booger out. Yep. They're going to be making some changes uh, in the Monday Night Football booth. And I listen, I was critical of them. One thing I'll say, I know how hard that is, okay? It's very hard. Not an easy job, guys. And I consider myself a pretty versatile talk show host, and I'm pretty well-versed on a lot of subjects. I think I can do mainstream news. You could drop me on, like, the set of CNN. I'll hold my own. You can't put me in Monday Night Play. You know what I mean? No, no, no. I mean, I, I, would, I, would I, cra- I crack a bad joke, get oh, fired. Yeah. Imagine you it's and the I same like, thing, yeah, you know? Oh, welcome to the link. Hey, Cam People like, this guy suck. These Philly fans? Yeah, yeah. He's just, he gone. Here's the thing, though, uh, and I'm not going to be critical at all. These guys are world-class broadcasters. Booger used to play, good football player, LSU Tiger. But it's just one thing, like Tessador, it's one of those things that you got to remember, a lot of common people watch football, and it came across as just, it just didn't have that same vibe, right? They were miscast. That was yes, the thing. It, it was Joe a miscast. Tessador is a great broadcaster. Yes, he is. And for me, Cam, it seemed to me, and I could tell they were grooming Tessator years ago, and I could knew they were going to push our boy Brent out, too. I could just yeah. see. I could just feel it, right? Yeah. And you remember... Tessator used to do the Friday night college football, football game. We'll give him All, credit. Yep, Worked his way did. up the ladder. He, he used to do it with Gilmore. Uh, and I enjoyed Rogers. it. Yeah. Right? They do the MAC games. Uh, no, Mountain West, excuse me, Mountain West, some some Pac-12. Yep. They didn't have the best games, and Tessator was into it. He was into it. And the Fresno State Bulldogs rallied by like he was, he had an enthusiasm about him. Yeah. Then he got promoted. They bumped Brett. Um, he got promoted, started doing SEC games and college football. Is perfect. Joe Testatore oversells things. Yes. He's like overhyped. That's perfect for college football. It isn't for Monday Night Football. I, and and, and yeah. Booger is a great analyst, but he's not a lead analyst on Monday Night Football. He's a good college lead analyst. Exactly. He's, you know, Booger would be good as the third guy on the sidelines. I agree. Uh, at Monday Night Football. Let's right, go down to Booger. See what's going on down there, Booger. Yep. He can't carry the broadcast. He's not that broadcaster. Like, he's not slick enough. It's hard. It's not an easy job, guys. So I'm just saying this because a lot of people are finally going to make fun of them. I salute them. Hey, guys, you guys should be proud. You guys were broadcasters on Monday Night Football for a couple of weeks. Exactly. Nothing to hang your head about. No, you put that in your resume. Uh, Anybody who did that, you could say if your career ended today, that'd be success. They're not fired. They're not fired. Oh, God, no. Like, Tessator and Booger aren't fired. They're just not doing Monday Night Football. Here's the uh, thing. I think Tessator should go back to college football. I couldn't agree more. It's actually funny. His kid's a kicker at Boston College, too. Tessator's kid plays college football. Booger, Booger, uh, yeah, he's a punter, or uh, I, I think, or is he a kicker or punter? I know he plays. And Booger, yeah, yeah, he's a kicker. Thank you, Poochie. I knew he was. Booger, Booger should be like in the studio show. I agree. Mornings, put him in the studio show. That's to the coaches and stuff. Yeah, he's good. I'm not saying run him out of town. He shouldn't have been in that role. Yeah, it's like it an actor being a strong role. The whole like, crew, it just didn't feel like it just didn't feel like a crew. Like, stupid. Like, like Al, Al that they had moving down the side. Yeah, it was so dumb. Al, the thing is, Al Michaels and Michelle Tafoya. It's like, it's like a, it's like a marriage. You watch them; it's very natural. He knows throw to Michelle. It's a very professional broadcast, and they know each other's nuances. They've been doing it for a long time. That's why that uh, the Sunday Night Football team. It's a lot cleaner. That's all. Um, there's a push, and I brought this guy up before, actually. He was doing the XFL. He does, he was doing some college football. He's more of a sports center guy. He was a host, uh, but damn good play-by-play guy. 
Like really, really, really good. I don't know though if he's if he's right for Monday Night Football. I'm talking about Steve Levy. He's really good, Cam. Like uh, he's slick. He knows all sports too. Like Levy knows. Like he's a well-rounded sports guy. Like he's not just a one-trick pony. Oh, he can do NHL hockey. He can do NFL football. He can do baseball. Like yeah, he knows all. You're right. I got a lot of respect for that guy. I've I've been a fan of his. I really liked his work during the XFL season too. Enthusiastic, good, smart. He's got a very good voice. He's just got that. He's got that sports voice. You know what I mean? He's supposedly the front runner right now to be the new play-by-play guy and the big push. And it's almost like people, all right, you guys are going to get him this job almost. And I like him. And I like him, but it's amazing how popular he is where people are going to be, like, demanding that he gets the job. Lewis Riddick. Yeah. Lewis Riddick is, like, the he's the guy that everybody wants, man. Like, but the thing is, you listen to the fans, you end up sitting next to the fans. It's so, like, and ESPN needs to get this one right, Cam. Like, they can't screw up their, 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 their booth every two years and redo this. They've got to get some sort of rhythm going. And they missed out on Peyton Manning. They offered a ton of money. You know, I think they probably think they have Drew Brees in their pocket down the road, maybe. Who knows about that? He might just say, football's been great. High politics. Yeah, I'm going to be the governor of Louisiana. Uh, yeah, exactly. I got bigger fish to fry, as crazy as that sounds. But it's yeah. true. You're right. Like, so it'll be interesting to see. But uh, so Tessator and Booger, Monday Night Football, um, they're out. They, they are out. And uh, me and Cam... Uh, me and Cam uh, got uh, got a call and asked if we wanted to do a uh, audition for them. Said no, no, no. We're too busy here right now in SB Nation Radio. Right. Uh, and, and Dallas Cowboys stretch. owner said, "Screw these turkeys! No, they can't do." It. Like the old days when we did the CFL, it's like everybody loved it except for oh yeah, there's always that one owner who wants to ooh not let us be popular. Yeah, say, that's what I was gonna say that we would be so bad, but I'm just kidding. I just know not Monday Night Football. You know, it takes special people. You need the perfect guys to do that. But For all sure. kidding aside, me and Cam actually did. Uh, we were going to do CFL football games on Sirius uh, Satellite Radio yep. uh, with former Florida State Seminole Danny McManus. Mm-hmm. Danny Mack, he was our analyst. And I was, uh, me and Cam, I was doing play-by-play. And um, Cam was, uh, was, was just sort of me and Cam and then Danny Mack. Yep. And we actually did the game. Like, we went to the stadium. They set us up to fail. Our screen didn't work. We're yep. way up in the sky. I couldn't see anything. And uh, <laughs> we did a pilot. We did the game. We did like the first half of a game. And uh, the commissioner of the CFL loved it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were going to do it. We were going to do it. But basically, the Jerry Jones in the CFL, David Braley, he owned two teams at the time. Yeah. He first basically of all, ran that, the league. That, and that's it, not a conflict of interest. Owning two teams in the league? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, in an 18 <laughs> league. A, yeah, the guy owns two of them. He owns 20% of the league, 25% of the league. Thanks. Dude, there was a there was a championship game where he had both teams. Yeah. The Argos and the BC Lions played. He owned them both at the time. Like he he couldn't lose. (laughs) It's like Bob Baffert, Gabe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like Gene Simmons. Is it the Kentucky Derby? Such a jerk, Gene Simmons. He's like, once again, I picked the winner. He bet on every horse. He took, he bet on every horse, he said. And after he's like, I got the winner here. Yeah, yeah, you played 21 tickets. Big is one of the under, one of the long shots. Is you make money, get on the grid. <laughs> the cab, the cab, uh, <laughs>
been quite a hair week in quarantine yeah. for the Raging Redhead. You're telling me, Ronnie Rugg. Yeah, that's uh, that's the new yeah, name. That's good, Ron, Ron, Ronnie Rugg. I like that. Hi, everybody. Nice to meet you, Ron Rugg. <laughs> Tommy Toupe. I don't know. You're right, Gabe. It's it's out of control. Like it looks like a dead animal up there. It actually does look like fake hair. <laughs> it, it, it's just a bad quaff. It, it, <laughs> I so, might go your style to shave it all off, buddy. I like to see that look, actually. Uh, I, I, I like to see that look. Got a lot of dents in my head, though. That's the problem. Like, you have a nice head that's uh, perpendicular. And uh, I, I've, I, you know, that's the thing about bald people. Some guy, you got to have that nice dome. You can't have the dents and the other stuff. I got a lot of weird stuff going on. I've been concussed a lot. So, yeah, my head's basically got, like, a lot of divots and stuff in it. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. You still got some. Uh, yeah, it looks like your hair is hanging on, though. You're not gonna bother. Oh, I'm not Maybe gonna lose any hair. I, I should, I should, I should actually get rid of all my hair and sell it to people. Don't they? Don't they buy hair? Yeah, it's uh, uh, yeah. instead of giving blood, I'll give hair. Yeah, I don't know. It's not like you have Cindy Crawford's hair. How much you getting? <laughs> I know it's pretty thick. You don't have that much of it either. Um, yeah, you haven't seen my uh, back. It's, it's, it's got. It's like, uh, <laughs> no one wants to oh, buy no. your back hair. No, no, that's a good point. Yeah, who, yeah. Who, yeah. yeah. Let's just be real. <laughs> uh, no, nobody wants to buy. Uh, nobody wants to buy your back uh, hair. Um, all right. So, um, I was talking about when will this season actually start? Actually, is it going to be September the tenth? I don't think so. I think it could be mid October. And you know, I, I, I like looking at the. Um, I sort of like looking at the bigger picture uh, of this schedule. And it could jump in in week five, uh, actually. So that's, I really don't think they're going to start on September the 10th. But if you want to look at like sort of the um, the uh, marquee games of each week, uh, we talked about the, the season opener that supposedly is going to be the Houston Texans and the, uh, the defending uh, Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, but week one, Buccaneers and Saints. Buccaneers and Saints. And Tom Brady opens up on the road um, at New Orleans. And um, I think he opens up with a loss there. Like, guys on, like, Drew Brees and Tom Brady, regular season matchup, people are going to be all fired up. But Brady's going to have a target on his back with all these other players that have never really drilled him before, right? Like, guys on the Saints are going to go, I I got an opportunity to sack Brady for the first time in my life right now. And, you know, like I said, they're going to have a big target on Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you, because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Game time decisions continues. I am Arenzi throwing it down. SB Nation Radio, let's do this. Kicking it with 
the raging redhead can. There was so much to get to uh, today. We're like the UFC. No fans, no guests. Uh, this is uh, nobody allowed for safety reasons uh, into the studios. <laughs> uh, no, no guests, no fans. Uh, so they'll be fighting again with no fans on uh, Wednesday night. And it is funny, though, actually, when, when they began to broadcast, all right, <laughs> Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan is like, man, this is really weird. He's like, you know, here we are. We're just in this empty arena. And Daniel Cormier brought it up, too. He goes, he goes, you know, this is great. We're doing this. He goes, I don't know why we're doing this in an arena. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He goes, Cormier even said, do we, kind of, do we need this big of a space? And then he, he, he did say, well, you know, it's a sense of normalcy going into the arena and the dressing rooms and everything. Uh, but they did a good job, actually. They just, it was so dark. So you couldn't see empty seats either, right? Yeah. You couldn't. And let's be real. How many times, like you know, prelims, nobody's there anyways. It's true. You know what I mean? No, nobody's there anyways at prelims. There's not fans at prelims. Anyways, look at baseball. There's no fans at. There's a lot of parks where there's no fans at. Buddy, Marlins, think about us going there's to the J games when you lived here. You go to a J game, man. You, you show up in the third or fourth inning. You're like, where the hell is everybody? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna conveniently show up halfway through the game. It's like, uh, okay, like there's tons of empty seats. You said at Marlins, same thing, man. It's a ghost town. One thing with the NBA, bro, they're they're gonna have to tell the players, guys, you're really please, please, for the love of God, watch your language. Yeah. Oh, I like, know. Oh God. Like, uh, you imagine the NBA, bro. What about like, hockey players? There's, oh, the way yeah. they talk, they're just, they got the dirtiest mouths in the, the game. I'm going to take their not, family. Yeah. And, yeah, it's not ooh. just F-bombs. It's like, no. it's going to get bad, bad. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, I'm going to yeah, do yeah. this to your like wife type of thing. Things, beep, beep, like, beep, yeah, beep, yeah, yeah. Racial yeah, stuff. Oh, oh gonna, yeah, I know. Ooh. You know what I mean? Like, and, um, yeah, there's just, it's just the way it is. There's a lot yeah. of crazy things that have said. Dude, I sat, I sat courtside at the Bulls uh, Knicks game this year. Literally, like, I was... Courtside, courtside. Could not get any closer. Uh, I was right under the basket, and it was pretty hardcore, bro. Like, these dudes talk, like, a lot. <laughs> and there was, I can't repeat. Like, you know, you can't even get close. The league tells them, don't use certain words. Like, you know what I mean? If you're going to swear, fine, but don't, please do not say these things. And it'll be interesting. I like what you said, the squeaking. Like, somebody that has a phobia or something, it'll be like, make it stop. No, the thing is, like, when I watch a basketball game, it's cool. But, like, if you really focus in on it, it's loud with fans. I don't even know what they're going to do. Are they going to have, like, some – is there a buff that they can put on the floor to have less – You know what they'll do, Ken? It's they'll gonna play, be... They're going to play music. Yeah, they have to. They're going to play music, buddy. They're going to do yeah. it just like they – there'll be music in the it arena. It better be at a good volume because those squeaks are loud, man, with no fans. You Pump see what the, Bund the Bundesliga is doing. Um, I think Puccio, uh, Puccio placed his order. Puccio's going to be in the stands of Borussia Dortmund, I believe. Is that, uh, his, is. is that his team in Germany? No, I don't know who his German team is, but I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, before, it's pretty cool. They're selling, you can beat the game. It's sort of what I came up with. Uh, it's, 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 remember what I said, they're going to get the fans involved somehow. Basically, Cam, for 20 bucks, they make a big cardboard cutout of you. I like it. And you, they put you in the stand. I love it. So I you're like, it. yeah, it's you. Whatever, like, like, you, you, you? Like whatever face yeah. you want, like this, or like, you're a surprise, or like, do you, you get your fan keep, pose. You get to keep your cutout? You get to keep your cutout to a two? Or is it always there permanently now? Well, right? they have it. 
They, 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 yeah, I guess, yeah, maybe in the future they give it to you after. I don't yeah, know. I say 20 bucks, good investment for your own cutout. I like yeah, it. So, yeah, 20 bucks, you're at the game. I, I remember, like I talked about this before. Remember in the NFL draft, they did it where they had the fans in the boxes, yep. right? Like yep. the Brady Bunch, the Zoom. Yep, 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 yep. And um, I said, that was a great idea. I said, they should be, be cool at the NBA. I don't know. And I remember, remember I brought it up in the early days. I said, I don't know how you do it, Cam. I don't know if you put screens. In the stands, sort of like big, like movies, you know, you can put big screens in the stands and have the fans there. You can fill it up. There's ways to make it look cool. Um, but it was That's interesting. What they did in Asian baseball. Asian yeah, baseball yeah. had the fans like that, right? Well, Asian baseball, uh, yeah, they did the, uh, they had robot fans, fake fans, placard fans. They basically filled the seats up with different stuff. And of course, they have real cheerleaders too. <laughs> Amazing. I liked how they had the fans, the fake fans, the robot fans. Had masks on even. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I think even the big fans had masks. So yeah, pretty cool concept. Uh, yeah, it'd be interesting. Like for the NBA playoffs, I would do it. That's something that I would definitely do. Like if um, like the Raptors were like, all right, you can't be here, but you can have a video message or uh, be on the video screen or something. I would do it. I'd get yep. decked out in Raptor gear. I'd just be like the encouraging guy. Like that'd just be my clip. Come on, come on. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, like going wild. Yeah, no, I, I think it's a great idea because... But it should be live, actually, where you could have it where you're like, oh, and like the live, you know, the reactions of people flipping out which would would, would make it fun. Mm-hmm. But there, there's ways to do it. I'm just saying, Kevin. Yeah, so shout out to Germany. Thinking on the fly here with some Bundesliga action. Plot cards with fans. It's a good idea. It is a very good idea. Also, you, you talk about what they did at the NFL draft. You get the fans on the Jumbotron, flash that. There's a lot of things that you could do to enhance the broadcast. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I'm totally with you. You can't just have empty seats. It's, uh, it won't look cool enough. I agree. Speaking of the NFL, so we talked about Monday Night Football, and uh, they're going to be making a change in the broadcast booth. But the stadium in, in Vegas is going to be ready. All right. And they've continued uh, on with the construction through this this virus. Some people they, in Vegas were They upset. had it. Guys who were building Allegiant Stadium also had COVID-19. A ton of them. I think yeah. 37 of them have gotten it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's construction sites are accessible for this stuff. It's hard to socially sure. distance there. I know. So the stadium in California, they stopped for a couple of days. But I think they, they restarted again. So... The stadium in California, the new one, where the Rams are moving to and the Chargers are moving to in Los Angeles, it's, man, you want to talk about state-of-the-art. Holy crap, man. Like a lot of stadiums they spend a lot of money on, and you're like, I don't know what you spent all the money on. It just looks like another stadium. This one, you're like, oh, yeah, I see where you spent the money. <laughs> like, they're like, the future has arrived uh, with this stadium. It looks like super, super cool. Um, but, and it's always something, hey, eh, what the Chargers came. Uh, but Gavin Newsom, those two yeah. uh, those two evil words that sports fans hate in California now. Ah, oh, <laughs> Gavin Newsom. <laughs> Gavin, Gavin Newsom. I don't know. Like so, I'm telling you right now, the N- the NFL is looking into this already, Cam, because the NFL they're on top of things, right? They they know reality and all right, this could be a problem, so we better have a plan. What if they can't play there? Like, remember the, the Bay Area guy, the, the executive doctor, the guy on the board in Santa Clara said, not till we can't play here, even with no fans. Mm-hmm. He said, we can't do anything here till mid-November. So there's, there's a little bit of a thought already right now that what if they can't play 
in that new stadium? What if the stadium's not 100% ready? What if Gavin Newsom says no? Um, the thought is the Rams and the Chargers would play in Vegas. Interesting. Very interesting. They would uh, play in the new Vegas stadium as well. So Legion Stadium would be hosting three teams then. I just love the irony of, like, the Raiders going to get all mad. We built this stadium. I know. You guys have been barging in and playing in other people's stadiums your entire franchise history. Exactly. It's like payback. I got to tell you, no, this is something to really think about, too. And that's why, you know, the the home team stadium idea we have to think about. New York, too. I watch Governor Cuomo every day. He has an addressing. They're still talking about it. New York City's huge, man. Like, there's no guarantees. California, the same thing. Newsom's not screwing around. He's not like Florida and these other states going, hey, we're just going to see what happens here when everyone goes to the beach. So that's why I kind of worry about, I don't even mind the neutral sites for the NFL because at the stadiums, not every not everything's the same. New York State is still worried about stuff. California, these are highly populated states. It's not like some of the other ones. It's a, it's comparing yeah. apples to oranges. It's different, buddy. You know that. It, it's like we talked about with college football, in which they the, the college commissioners basically stated in the room, guys, there's going to be there's going to be competitive imbalances. Mm-hmm. Like that, you know, they said there's no way around it. Like, you know, like one college team, like the Ducks are a good example. The Ducks want to play Cam, all right? Yep. And the thing is, they don't know their status. But the athletic director of the Ducks in the Pac-12, Oregon, uh, stated we, there's a lot of plans on the table right now, and not playing is not one of them. Exactly. So basically, they're not ready to roll over. But they might not be ready to play in September there. That's right. Exactly. And so, in other words, the Ducks might have to play like four or five weeks in a row on the road. Exactly. Tampa Bay Buccaneers had to deal with so the road. It's like you while. guys are playing. You want to play for the money, but you're going to bury yourselves. You're putting yourself in a tough, you know, scheduling situation here. For sure. But you can almost work it out. Like Ohio State are going there. Supposed to play Ohio State, and. Um, now, and the thing is, they're playing for the next couple of years. Like, it was uh, next year, Oregon was going to go to Columbus anyways. So just reverse it. Like, there's so, you know what I mean? They're already thinking of things like that. All right, well, we can just re- reverse it. But we're not even there from a safety standpoint. And I'm tired of being the negative guy. And people, I don't know if people are going to tune in and think I hate sports because I'm always telling people it's not going to happen. Don't be but real. Even Mark Everett, the head of the NCAA, who I don't like this guy at all, even he said, he goes, guys, if there's no students, there's no games. He said it's college sports. Exactly. Without students, what's the point? Like, he's basically stating that's not like, you know, we're not a made-for-TV. We're not pros. It's college athletics. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, I don't know what his agenda is and his motives for saying this, but I just sort of think he's saying, hey, slow down, everybody. There's yep. no guarantee we're playing college football. I mean, you know, just, we're back to the preferred plan. But this is when... This preferred is where the SEC, the <laughs> SEC's preferred plan will happen. Play. They're gonna, they're gonna say blow me to, yeah. to the NCAA. They're gonna say I don't care what you say to us. Yeah, they're going. I don't care about what you're talking to me. We're playing football, damn it. We're playing football. They gotta tell like they'll just say yo, you're not. Yeah, we are. These and guys James are Franklin, the coach of Penn State. The gloves are off with him. Yes. He's basically talking about Michigan already. He's all like, if 75% of our conference can play. And 25% of our conference can't play. Do you shut it down for 25? No. He's basically saying, we're playing as well. Get on the grid. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decisions continues. I am Gabriel Morenci, and uh, while we were gone, Cam's making money. Cam's betting the ponies uh, live uh, during the show, as uh, he always does. <laughs> as, as, as he always does. It'd be great. I remember during we were doing in-game live when there were sports going on, and you know we're watching a game, and out of nowhere you just hear Cam, "Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on," and I have nothing to do with like the sport that we're watching. I'm like, you all right? You all right, Cam? And he's yeah. like, uh, he goes, oh, yeah, yeah. I just, uh, sorry, I just had a little money in uh, Gulfstream there. Yeah, a little race going on. Yeah. Uh, we had fun, though. Legendary Lindsay and stuff. We turned uh, we turned in-game live with Capper's Corner. And I'll tell you, that guy hits ponies like he's going out of style. He, he's very good. Very, very good. It's going to be nice to have the gang back together, hopefully soon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think the Meadowlands is going to open in June. I think we're a couple of weeks away, actually. But it's going to be fanless. No fans, yeah. no no patrons allowed. Just uh, you and security guard. <laughs> yeah, basically, they, you know, they, they, I think they, they'll open the studio for the for the broadcasters, and and they would have live racing. Like so, you know, we talked about it. it's a lot of horses that got to get out there, right? Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of they'll have they can have live racing, make some money. Doesn't mean that uh, you know the people are going to be able to go there, but uh, nevertheless, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Crazy weekend, though. It was actually snowing on the East Coast. I don't know. It snowed here. People talking I about believe. baseball. How many games would have been snowed out or rained out? Like, the, the weather has been... Like, if there's one positive about the quarantine or the... This, there's no positive, obviously. But you know what I mean? We really haven't missed anything, at least on the East Coast. Like, the weather has sucked. No, no, you're no. The ba- that that is a silver lining. If it's sunny, think about all the people that would go out. Hey, man, I see people trying like right now, right? Like kids were playing a cricket game. They weren't social distancing and stuff. And there's not <laughs> enough people around to like the cops, right? So everyone, think about it, Gabe. If it was sunny and stuff, think about what problems we'd have, especially like places like New York City, Los Angeles stuff. This is actually a godsend that it's cold right now. Everybody should be like thanking uh, Mother Nature that it's uh, pretty pretty grim. I am. Yeah, you know, it's um, if there's anything, yeah, at least you know, the weather has sucked. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's it has. so. What what have we really <laughs> missed? But there's a light at the end of the tunnel. The weather's getting uh, nicer now. It's eventually going to get nicer. It is. It's like literally, you know, we're about a week or two away from springtime weather on the East Coast. And sports are back. The UFC is back. We have the UFC on Wednesday night again. We're going to get into some NASCAR uh, this week as well. Bring on some uh, some NASCAR guests. Uh, break it down, uh, see what to uh, what uh, we should be looking for and what to expect. I've got a, a bunch of good NASCAR guys that we've had on over the years. So, you know, U- UFC is a sport that we've been a diehard fan of um, since its inception. NASCAR, I'm also a very, very big fan, but I'm not going to tell you guys that my knowledge of NASCAR is as good as my knowledge of... I know everything about mix. I don't... I'm not saying I'm a genius, but I know everything about the UFC. NASCAR, I'm an informed fan. Yes, you know what I mean, yes. but I'm not like, you know, I need some, um, you know, I'm, I can't tell you, I'm not going to look under the hood and start fixing a NASCAR for you, Cam. You know no, what I'm saying? No, 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 that's tough. Like, I can't be a member of the pit crew, but <laughs> I know who to bet on. I'm pretty yes, good at yes. knowing, knowing who to bet on. Exactly. And uh, and I look forward I look forward to that. All right, let's get to a couple of uh, questions. Questions of the day. 
our main man, Kyle, in Atlanta. Stay safe. Uh, Kyle is in Atlanta, Georgia. Says you have to complete one of these three tasks, or you have to go one-on-one -on -one versus the murder hornet in a, in a hotel room with nothing uh, but your hands. <laughs> you mm. see those killer hornets now are coming to get us. Yeah, they're tough. It never ends. So what, what, what uh, would you prefer to do? Score a single point against Kawhi Leonard in a game of one-on-one. -on -one. Get a single off of Max Scherzer. You get 21 attempts, 21 outs. Score a touchdown from the three-yard line against the 49ers defense. You get I'm, four downs. Those are really good questions, but I'll tell you what the most impressive one is. B. Anytime, if you're in a one-on-one -on -one game with Kawhi, you might be able to take one lucky shot that goes in uh, for football. Say your offensive lineman builds you a big hole and we just find a way, but getting a single off Max Scherzer, how hard is it to baseball? I've gone to cages 65, 75 miles an hour. It looks like you're almost dead. If I got a single off Max Scherzer, I would consider that unbelievable. I'd be, that's the one, B. I wouldn't. I wouldn't get a single off for sure. Well, that's he, what I'm saying, but yeah. that's the most the I know. Is, no, you're that's right. the most it, impressive, right? That's B. Yeah, which one do you think you could do? Oh, what oh could I do? Oh, I couldn't do that. Uh so oh sorry, I thought it was which which one was most I impressive. I would pick I would C. pick the Kawhi. I would pick A or C. Actually, I could pick C because if you have a good offensive now, you're line. You're a pretty big dude. So what yeah, you want to rumble, rumble just, in, big fullback running in for the three? Yeah, I'm like Mike Allstott. Don't worry, baby. I just come on, I'll follow you right in there. Boom, boom, boom. I think C, for me, I would never get a hit off Scherzer. And you, Kawhi Leonard, because you used to play three-on-three -three with sharp elbows. You'll go A, I'll go C. Yeah, B, I would I'll fumble. Go. If I was the running back, <laughs> I would fumble. I'd get hit and fumble the ball. Oh, uh, Morenci gets popped. Loose ball. Oh, Morenci fumbled. Hey, oh, freaking Morenci just popped. 97 yards the other way. Touchdown, <laughs> bad guys. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to get popped. I'd get popped. I'm, I'm gonna get, I'd get popped. Um, from the three three yard line, wouldn't it be? It's not as easy as people think. But uh, you're a big dude. Yeah. You can plow forward. And you've seen me yeah, run too. Like I can actually, for my size, I can run. So I think I can actually do that with a good block. With a good block. I could too. I could make it if the, it was a really good bootleg call. Like if we yeah. fooled them and I went the yeah. other way type thing, I would make it. But exactly. I don't know. It'd be actually be fun to try that camp. Yeah, it would like be. you know, you're the quarterback and you run for the end zone only three yards. Can you yep. do it? Just can would I get there or would Khalil Mack chase me down first? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be sometimes tough. Sometimes you see, like when you see a slow white guy dude, those quarterbacks. Yeah. And sometimes like, you see Fitz running, and it's like, man, you can get there, bro. You can get there. Um, man, yeah. though it closes fast. Like he's he's real slow though. Like, Phillip Rivers and Fitzpatrick are real slow. Like, I'm for a big guy. I'd surprise. Like, you've seen me run the 40. That's like, those guys point. are slower than me. Yeah, like, how much? Yeah, exactly. Like, Phillip Rivers cannot run. Phillip Rivers has a wooden leg. Like, he right. can barely, yeah, he can't run. Yeah. No. So, I, don't know, I, I was a big fan of that TV show, Pros versus Joes. Oh, they should bring it back, too. I know. I love that show. It was awesome. The best was every time they got on the ice, they'd screw up. It was hard to find a good hockey guy. Like some guy was good at football, basketball. He's like on the ice. He's like, oh, they're all like falling down. Oh, yeah, I know. That would be if you or I on that show. That would be a great advantage. Like, all right, we're playing you. hockey. Let's go. Yeah, if they gave us hockey, we'd be like, yeah, now we're winning. <laughs> you know who it was? That was it. They had Marty McSorley on. Yeah, that's right. And Marty McSorley. And someone started chirping him a bit, man. Yeah. And McStorley was like, all right. McStorley, like, nailed him pretty good once in the class. <laughs> yeah, right in the corner. Smash. Uh, 
He's always one of those, like, uh, always one of the Joes that have a big mouth, right? And start running his mouth. It's true. I remember once, like, uh, I remember Kevin Willis, the basketball player with the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, big dude, big, big guy, great rebounder. I remember someone, like, talk smack to him for real. And Willis got mad. And, dude, like, Willis, like, started swatting the ball back, like, in the guy's face, though. Yeah. Like, it's like, dude, I can block the shot or I can swat it back at you. <laughs> right? Like, just sort of, like, violently. He started swatting it and he started playing hard on the guy. He, he wore him out. He wore him out fast. As you stated, I'd take the Kawhi one. It would be hard. Like, if Kawhi didn't want you to get a shot off, you wouldn't. Like, if he really, really got in your face, I would not be able to get a shot off. Like, he would just keep playing. No, no, no. It's true. But if you did it real quick, like, you'd have to almost, like, just That's put up what a I'm saying. You just pop a quick three. You could. You could. If he does that, uh, anytime he has, like, just a little bit of hesitation. How many years did Willis play for the Raptors? He played a few years for Toronto. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he tried to Raptor. He well-traveled, you know, Kevin. I think of him with the, he's one of those dudes. Wore like a million wristbands on his forearm. Yes, he, I know. It's like, he was Lance Armstrong before Lance. I know. What's with the wristbands? He loved, he loved the wristbands, that guy, man. But like, he used to have them around his arm, like his bicep. Like, man, like, like yeah. He loved those things. Like, yeah, I know. I like hey, he wristband. sweat a lot. He yeah, he like actually, you. you're right. He's a real sweat machine, that guy. Perspiration king. True. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Theodore asks, what are our feeling um, about parlays? Are parlays underutilized? And, you know, parlays are, is a polarizing, it's a polarizing debate. You'll get a lot of people that say, oh, parlays are for losers. You know, oh, oh, they, they, they love, love them. Yeah. Oh, sports not. folks love people that play parlays, all the parlay guys. No, and the thing is, players. that's what they like. Yeah. The <laughs> thing is, they like the exactly. They, the sports book like FanDuel is a good example. There's a mass sheer volume of guys that play the minimum. It used to be $2 minimum. They made it $5. So there's a ton of dudes that play these $5 parlays in the NBA. They're playing like 10 teams. Like they're going hardcore. So some guy will spend five bucks trying to win 8,000 type thing. It's extremely difficult and rare to do that. The sports books like those guys. Right, because it's big volume. They don't really win that often, and it's a small payout. They're only betting five bucks, even if they win, whatever. Give the guys thirty-four hundred bucks. I'm telling you now, sportsbooks hate a professional parlay player. Yes, they do. Puts four hundred dollars a parlay on like four or five parlays a night, playing two thousand a night. Five parlays, four hundred dollars each, or four parlays, five hundred dollars each. Not twelve teams. Four teams. Yeah, three or four. Yeah. Sometimes two or three. Yep. Yeah. Those but are dangerous like four, players. Yeah, the four game bangers where you're getting that 12 to one, about 18 to one. And a lot of pros play like that. So, like, you'll hear sort of like, you know, everyone thinks they're a, they're a wise guy. Oh, only losers play parlays. No, no. Yeah. There's like high rollers yeah. in Vegas that like even our buddy, parlays. even our buddy Richard Garner. I watched, yeah. remember he used to hit those and he'd play dog parlays, three and four gamers. Guy puts up a uh, 500 bucks. He's winning like uh, you know like 16 grand and stuff sometimes. Like it's crazy yeah. with dog now, parlay. Me, I haven't had big success with parlays and it angers me. Yeah, me too. I'd like to. I'd like to win more. You know, but I if I play a 14 parlay, I'll win three of the games. Yeah, me too. If I play a three-team parlay, I'll win two of the games. Yep. Right? So I'm a two-game two, uh, two, uh, parlay guy. I like that. I like the two-game parlay. Plus 240, plus 250. That's nice what I did. Banger. Yep. Um, and for fighting, I did it, and it worked out, Cam, because, look, um, I bet on that parlay. Cejudo and uh, Ferguson. Yep. 
All right, so I would have won with Cejudo, but it was minus 210. Anyway. Exactly. And then I would have lost the juice with, with Ferguson at minus exactly. 178. Exactly. I played the parlay. Like, if you looked at my picks, there were a lot of two-fight parlays, plus money, or over-unders at plus money. So yeah. I went five and four. We basically broke even on the card. But we came close. Watterson got robbed. She wins. I have a nice profit, Ken. I agree with you. because Water- like, Simple as that. It was one fight away from having a nice profit. I smashed round-robin parlays. And think about it. A lot of them were good. All the stuff that we talked about. You know, the, the Pettis connection? Because that line was only a buck thirty-five. So all these parlays were going to plus money. And, and Ferguson losing. Yeah, if I bet that individually, that line game, can you believe it went up to like minus 210 before the fight? Like, we were talking like 170. Obviously, people, a lot of people who bet Gaethje, I don't even think they got the good, like you could have waited and waited and got him at like plus Oh, it started to really climb. It got crazy. It, it, it Ferguson... Did. I think he caught FanDuel. He closed at uh, like minus 240 or so. Yeah, that's craziness. Yeah, that- money steamed in. Mm. Uh, and you know what? Props to the Sharps because it was a classic. That fight and the betting patterns were a classic sort of, you know, a lot of MMA experts and predictors said, I think Gaethje's going to, you know, can win this fight. Yeah. But the number didn't show it. Like the sheer volume. And we should note as well, Cab. It was the most bet. I want to get, uh, we'll get to the exact numbers for you, um, for everybody this week. But it was the most bet UFC card in the history of the UFC. For sure. You know, because it was the only show in town. And in fact, I even went, I got a pizza on Saturday night. And I went over and I picked it up. There's a pizza spot near me. So I went over and um, the guy was busy. It was all like, he seemed like overwhelmed and stuff. Yeah. Phone was ringing and he's all, I said, oh, good. I said, man, you're busy tonight. Good. And because there's a curfew, obviously, with everything that's going on. And uh, he goes, yeah, he goes, I don't know what's going on tonight. But he goes, uh, I'm getting a ton of calls. He goes, big orders. He goes, almost like the Super Bowl or something. And I said, oh, it's the UFC. Yeah, so exactly. like, people watched it, they bet it, and it was good for even like local pizza businesses, etc. It's funny how the economy works uh, like that. Get on the bread. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, we've only got a couple of minutes left here on Game Time Decisions. I am Gabriel Morenci, throwing it down with the Raging Redhead, Ken Stewart. So uh, we were kidding that... For leading into the draft, we were calling the show draft time decisions instead of game time decisions because there was no games to make decisions on. Now, I don't know, is it uh, fight time uh, decisions? Because we've been talking a lot of MMA, and uh, we're going to have MMA on uh, Wednesday night. And, of course, we've got another fight card uh, this weekend. We were kidding earlier about Anthony Smith, and it's a true story, actually. Anthony Smith um, had a home invasion. There was an intruder in his house. Mm-hmm. And in Nebraska, and Anthony Smith said, it was a couple of, about three weeks ago, about a month ago or so. And um, Anthony Smith said, I need this guy in the face. I kicked him. He basically went full. And guys, Anthony Smith went like toe to toe with John Jones for 25 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Like he, like he said, I gave everything. He goes, I went MMA on his ass. Like I, he goes, I elbowed him. I literally kneed him in the face. I kicked him. I punched him. And he said, the guy just kept coming at me. 
That guy and, was probably a meth monster, right? Probably yeah, hopped yeah. up on goofballs and he didn't feel pain for a while, right? Yeah, it's or, the strength <laughs> of psychos on the street out there, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, so now he's fighting Glover Teixeira. Ooh. Interesting fight. I like Glover uh, Teixeira. I'm not saying I like Glover Teixeira in this fight, but I've always been a fan of Glover Teixeira. Yeah, I think Anthony Smith's going to win this fight. Um, he's, he's about a minus 180 favorite. Ben Rothwell and Ovest St. Pru, OSP. Not GSP. Ben Rothwell still fighting? Wow. Yes, sir. That's great. <laughs> OSP, former Tennessee volunteer, actually, football That's player. That's right. Uh, so we have another decent card. Anthony Smith and Teixeira will be a fun uh, fun fight. Rothwell and OSP will be a boring fight. That, that won't be exciting. Um, Andre Arlovsky. Arlovsky's always in an entertaining fight. He's a heavyweight. So uh, we got. You know, so the main event, though, is Anthony Smith and Glover Teixeira. On tomorrow's show, we'll start to get into the picks. And speaking of heavyweights, we also have Alistair Overeem and Walt Harris coming up. Uh, Tyrell Woodley and Gilbert Burns. So we got some cool stuff on the horizon. And uh, we got NASCAR uh, this weekend, uh, Cam, and and the Skins game. Yep. So, um, you know, put your uh, get your golf uh, shoes out of the closet. Get your cleats ready. Yep. Get your cleats ready. We're expecting some insights, some props, and some picks, uh, Cam, for the, uh, the Skins competition. Damn right, yeah. Soft spikes, Gabe. They don't use metal anymore. I'll come prepared. No, no, no. Uh, it's too bad. It's too bad we're not allowed the old school metal cleats. Uh, Think of those, those bastards, those Houston Astros, getting away with it right now. Exactly. The Astros should be taking hard slides and getting yelled at by drunk fans. It's Man, true. They- SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.